Good Shepherd Sermon for Sunday, April 16th, 2023. Pastor Paul Talbert. Good Shepherd Lutheran Church and School is located in Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, in the United States. Our mission is simple and bold. We seek to grow in faith and knowledge of our Savior Jesus. We want to make him known to others so that they too may share the joys that Jesus has won for them. Here's Pastor. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. God's word for meditation is going to be from John chapter 20 again. You're going to see it on the screen in just a moment. I just need to know a little bit about Thomas that we're looking at. Uh, We don't have much that the Bible records about Thomas. We don't have a gospel of Thomas or a letter of Thomas. We have hardly any words that he said. But the words that he said gives us pause. We get some little opening into his personality. Thomas was somebody who was committed to Jesus Christ. Uh, A few weeks earlier, when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead after Lazarus was rotting in the grave for four days, you know, remember that time? What happened? Well, Thomas said, Lord, you, you, you don't want to go back there because they're going to kill you. And Jesus said, I'm going to go back there to raise Thomas back to life again, raise Lazarus back to life. And Thomas said to the other disciples, he said, well, let's go so we can die with him too. Now, that's not a very saw a strong uh, endorsement of Jesus' decision, but it lets you know that Thomas is going to follow Jesus no matter what. And then on Thursday, Monday, Thursday, Holy Thursday, when they're getting ready to celebrate the Lord's Supper, there's all this talk about death and dying and Jesus going away and that he would be with them anyway and he'd come back and, and they didn't know what was going on. So Thomas said, Lord, where are you going? And he said, you know where I'm going. And Thomas said, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And that's what gave Jesus that wonderful opportunity to let us know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So the times that Thomas does speak, he is someone who, when he's sure of something, when he's absolutely convinced of something, then he follows through on what he believes. Up until then, he's kind of like, well, I don't know. Good old dose of common sense is what he is. So now I'm going to invite you to look at the screen as we watch again from John chapter 20. We're having a children's devotion based on what you almost saw there. Children's devotion, you notice that what you almost saw was just a repeat of the truth that Jesus came back to life again and showed himself again to Thomas. So if there's any children who want to come up for a children's devotion, I have something in here that you might want to see. And if not, well then, I'll just do it myself. Oh, way to go, Amelia. It's hard to be the only one, isn't it? Yeah. Hard to be brief. Here comes some more. Here comes some more. Way to go, James. Here she comes. Yeah, good morning. Yeah. There you go. 
Yeah. Inside this box, inside this box is something. Yeah, it's a box. See the butterfly on the box? See the butterfly? Here comes some more. Here, oh, he's taking his cars all the way along. That's a good man, good man. All right, so I have in this box, I have in this box something. Ready? It is a Bible. I'm letting you know something. There's something very startling in here. If something is startling, what does that mean? Anyone know what startling means? Yeah? Something that surprises you. Hmm. I'm letting you know something. I'm going to open up my Bible, and something is going to surprise you. I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want you to be startled. But I'm telling you right now, it's going to surprise you. Are you watching? Are you watching? Are you watching? You got to watch. You watch? You watch? Ready? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Oh, it broke. This is a little butterfly. <laughs> so what happens in a children's devotion when it breaks? Yes. Anyway, what happens is when you open this up, it will fly. Sure it will. No, it won't. The best laid plans. But I want to let you know that you will each get one that actually does work, and I have it all packaged up ready to give to your parents after church. The, the thing that happened is that, just like I was surprised right now that it didn't work, oh, here we go. Want to sit up here? Want to sit right here? No, she said not today. So what, what, what happens is I want you to understand that some things in the Bible are kind of scary, and some things are surprising, and some things I thought for sure was going to go, and it didn't go. But God says when he puts things into his word, it always works, always. Oh, oh, there, honey. Here, here, honey. Here you go. Sit back here. Or not. Shall we fold our hands? Here, let's fold our hands. Ready? We're going to pray. Ready? Shall we fold our hands and pray? Let's go. Dear Jesus... Thank you so much for coming back to life again. Thank you for that great surprise. Thank you for taking away all of my sins and making sure I'm going to go home to heaven with you as one of your children. Amen. Amen. And now you can go back to your seat and remind me after church. I have them all packaged up for you. I have them all packaged up for you. Don't worry, Mom and Dad, you will love this, just so you know. That is just funny. <laughs> and now, of course, they're all wondering, well, what happened, Pastor? What was supposed to happen? Well, you have to ask them when they figured it out how to make it. Much of my life, I was uh, kind of very much like Thomas, and I, I always had to be shown something. I always had to be, you know, what, what really happened? And it's not really so surprising with Thomas. Thomas knew about the Roman government. The government had advised a very cruel, harsh way to get rid of people that they hated. They invented crucifixion so that you could die with the most shame and the most pain, and have it last as long as possible. That's crucifixion. 
It was surprising that Jesus was put on the cross about nine, and then he died at three. But not surprising to the disciples because they had seen what had happened. It was a gruesome thing that they had witnessed. Jesus had been whipped, flogged, strips of flesh torn from his back. He had been beat up with fists and with clubs. Crown of thorns crashed on him. Then he was nailed to a cross. And then they laughed at him. And then at the, at when his dead body's on the cross, they take a spear and gash it into his side. Thomas saw that. He knew what was going on when they wrapped him up and put him in the tomb. Huge stone across the entrance. They, yeah, dead is dead. Now, we don't know why Thomas was not with them on Easter Sunday. We don't know why. Why did he skip church? Maybe he was sick. Maybe he got waylaid along the way. Maybe he was just overcome with sorrow because this was really a shock to him. We don't know why. We just know that when they met again a week later, they were always telling him, we saw the Lord, and they got a smile on their face, and we, got, we saw the Lord, what's going on? And Thomas said, Thomas is not going to go down that road. Thomas knows if you go down that pretend alley to Woke Avenue to the pretend boulevard, you're not going to have a wonderful life. He was grounded in reality. He knew what was real and what wasn't. He saw the crucifixion. He saw the dead body. He knew about the Roman guards. There's no way he's going to follow Peter and James and, and John and all those other guys. Bartholomew? No, he's not going to follow those guys because they're, they're thinking that Jesus is alive, and he's not alive. So what did Thomas do? He comes back to where the disciples are a week later. Why is he doing that? Thomas had been with Jesus for three years. Thomas was a thinker. He always followed through on what Jesus said. And Thomas noticed something, that every time that Jesus told the disciples to do a hard thing, and every time they did the hard thing, as he had said, wonderful things happened. Remember the 5,000 guys out there in the wilderness? They had been listening to Jesus' sermon a long sermon, a three-day-long sermon. And then at the end of that time, Jesus turns to his disciples and he says, uh, you give them something to eat. No, no, he doesn't give it to all the disciples. He goes up to, quietly, you, give them something to eat. And they're saying, Lord, we can't feed everybody. We got nothing here, nothing in the treasury. Oh, guess what? There is a little boy here with five loaves of bread and two fish, but so what? How far will they go among so many? But they did the hard thing. When Jesus handed them the bread and the fish, they started to hand it out, and they kept on handing it out, kept on handing it out, kept on handing it out. Afterwards, Jesus said, pick up the leftovers. So they went and picked up the leftovers, 12 basketfuls of leftovers. They did the hard thing. They followed Jesus, and... Just like that, a wonderful thing happened. Hmm. Another time, shortly after that time, <laughs> Jesus got in a boat. 
and he told his disciples to go to the other side. Well, then there's a storm coming up. And that storm coming up is pushing against them. They can't get very far. And they're struggling against the storm, trying to get to the other side, getting the water out of the boat, and, and doing all, this, all the things they're supposed to do. And it's a hard thing. And what happens? They suddenly panic because they're struggling with this storm, and they're struggling with the rowing and getting rid of the stuff out of the... And they see a ghost walking on the water. And then he looks down the path at, 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 at Peter, and Peter's talking to this ghost, and he says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. And God tells him to do the hard thing and come. So he does. He gets out, and he walks on water to Jesus. And then what happens? Jesus rescues him, and they walk back on water. He did the hard thing, just like Jesus said, and he was blessed. So now Thomas is thinking, this is a hard thing. I don't run away in the hard things. So he comes back. And he's there with the disciples, and they're all excited, telling him, oh, guess what? Yeah, yeah, he's alive again. He's alive again. And he says, I, I'm not going to believe this, guys. I'm not going down your path. He was concerned. He loved his friends. But, you know, there's, I can't go there. I don't, I don't believe that. I'm going to pause there for just a second. What do you learn? Well, you learn, number one, that if you have a doubt, you don't run away. If you have a doubt, you go back to where you were and say, well, Lord, I don't get this. Uh, and you follow those Christian friends that you've been around for a long time and you're struggling and you go back to them and you say to them, you know, unless I see the nail prints in his hands and, and put my hand to his side, I'm not going to believe. And you tell them. You don't attack them. You don't say, you idiots. You don't say, you are just loopy land folks. You don't do that. You say, unless I see, I have a problem here, guys. I have a problem. Unless I see the nail marks. What can you learn if you're among the disciples and you know? You know who Jesus is. You know that he's alive again. How do you receive someone who's struggling with doubts? Do you see the disciples saying, oh, Thomas, you are such a fool? No. Do you see Thomas? Oh, Thomas, you think you're such a hot shot? We saw Jesus and you weren't here, huh? None of the disciples did that. They loved their brother who was struggling with doubt. Thomas was struggling with doubt. He came back to be with them, and they're all struggling together. And I say they're all struggling together because when they were meeting together, it was still behind locked doors. They still had a hard time getting their heads wrapped around the fact they had nothing to fear. So while this is all going on, along comes Jesus. Through the locked doors, doesn't matter to him, his disciples need help. So he comes to them, and he says wonderful words. He says, peace. Peace be with you. Wonderful words. The war between God and people is over. Guess what? God won. Jesus is alive again. And he's there telling you, peace, I have peace, it's yours. 
not a peace that the world gives. It's way better than that. Your sins are forgiven. I'm with you all the way through life, and I have heaven guaranteed because I am alive again. And then he walks right up to Thomas, and he says, Thomas, put your finger here. Take your hand, put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. That means that Thomas had a little bit of faith. You and I might say, not much faith, but he had a little bit of faith, right? Stop doubting. It's not the fact that we can shut off our doubts like a, shutting off a faucet, but Jesus says, stop doubting. I want you to understand, Thomas, because you've seen me, you've believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So guess what? How many here have seen Jesus? Not me. How many here believe in Jesus? I believe in Jesus. I believe as sure as I'm standing here that he is alive again. He has taken away my sin on the cross, and he came back to life again. So what happens is, is that you and I are living in the time where we are called blessed by God who said this 2,000 years ago. And we are blessed. Jesus said, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So physically risen from the dead, standing there with his arms outstretched, he comes up to Thomas and he says, all right, here I am. So what are you doing with your doubts? We're all going to have doubts. We are human beings. We have a sinful flesh. We're living in a sinful world that loves to rebel against God. Part of us loves to get, rebel against God. What do we do? We go and do what Jesus said. Come and see. Remember last week? Uh-oh, here comes that test. What were those words? pastor said those words. What were those words? Doita, aireta. Doita, come. Aireta, see, really see. Take a good, hard look. Do the hard thing. Take your finger into God's Word and look. Look at the nail prints on the hands. Look at what your sins caused and be abhorred at that. But then look at there in the hands of the living God who came back to life again so that you would know that your sin is all gone, paid for. Come and see Thomas, put your hands, put your fingers, stop doubting, believe. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And when you do that, by the way, an amazing thing happens. As you go to God's Word and do the hard thing and find out this is what God says about whatever it is I'm doubting, He strengthens your faith with His Word just like he promised. <laughs> so we look forward to another promise being kept, that he's going to raise me from the dead along with every other believer and give me eternal life. I don't have to earn it. Can't earn it. He's going to give it to me, a gift tied up with a wonderful bow, all prepared in heaven for me, just like Peter said. So in Jesus' name, let's do that. 
do what Thomas did. He did the hard thing, and he followed Jesus in his name. So let us live this week. Amen.